Thanks for joining us for On The Pace this morning as we look forward to the Penrith card tonight. We've got nine races on the docket and a couple of $20,000 features as well. Uh, the Penrith Futures Final will be race number four on the card. Heats were run for both of these races last week and the Penrith Futures Ladyship Final for the Mayors, the Phillies and Mayors will be run as race number five, which will be the first leg of the Quaddy as well. So those two races sure to be hotly contested and good to see some pretty solid prices money on offer for uh, these, I guess you could call them up and coming paces outside of the metropolitan when it comes to metropolitan, it's still the metropolitan region, so to speak, but outside of Menangle. We unfortunately lost Bathurst last night due to some pretty significant rain in the area and that having an effect on the track. So we will be hoping to hopefully get some, we'll get a collect tonight at Penrith to maybe make up for that. We're also looking ahead to Saturday night at Menangle because it is a great card of racing. We've got the regular eight race slots, but uh, we've got a group two trotting feature over the three. 3,000 metres, the Garrard's Tony and Jill McGrath Trotters Cup, and also the return of King of Swing in the uh, race straight after that race to number six. So that half an hour or so period will certainly be uh, one that you won't want to miss out of Harness Headquarters in New South Wales. And Robbie Morris is our guest for On The Pace this morning because he's going to have a big part to play in that Trotters Cup with a very exciting mare by the name of Funky Monkey. She's created quite the impression since coming across from New Zealand and she looks right up to this race on the weekend. Her biggest test, no doubt, but uh, she's certainly, and what we've seen so far, going to be ultra competitive. Thanks for your time this morning, Robbie. This girl, Funky Monkey, she must excite everybody in the team. Yeah, she does. She's um, Every time she steps out, she seems to be getting better and uh it's really exciting to see her sort of step out against a stronger opposition now. She's obviously up in grade, and um, every time we've put her up in grade, she's took the next step. So, you know, we're looking forward to it. She's a former Kiwi. Tell us how she came to come into the Lucky Lodge team and uh, what the expectations were, because it's always hard to get a good line, but you must have thought enough of her to purchase her out of New Zealand. Yeah, look, I, I um, you know, when uh, John Green and, and actually Alex Smith sort of pointed her out to me on one of Stuart Valentine's emails. I, I had a look at her and she seemed to sort of have it all there, but she just wasn't quite putting it together. She missed away a couple of times. She just looked a little bit immature. And um, I sort of done a bit of research on her and had a look at her and um, talked to Brad Williamson. And, um, you know, the Williamson family in New Zealand are renowned for breeding good trotters and they're very well educated. And, uh, yeah, look, we um, were lucky enough to purchase her and um, she's owned by... Really good group of people, and um, yeah, they're really enjoying her. She's had the starts here in Australia that have included, I think it's now six wins and a second last time out, which we'll talk about that effort shortly. But uh, it's always hard when a horse, I guess it's a good problem to have, but when a horse keeps winning and there's a big ownership group involved that are no doubt very excited on what she's done, but the expectation's there as well, isn't it? Yeah, look, you know, I always say when a horse keeps winning, the pressure keeps building. It's one of them things. But, um, look, I think everyone knows in racing, and we're lucky there is a few first-time guys, but John Green heads up the syndicate, and he's sort of they've been in racing for a long time. And the more, that, the more often they win, they're closer to getting beat. So it was always going to come the day where she got beat. But um, I've got to say, I know it sounds silly, but I felt that her best run was the run where she, she got beat. So... Um, that's just the way it was on the night. But, no, look, it, it always does build a bit of pressure. But, no, she seems to be doing everything well, so we're in a good spot. 
She was given a freshen up through, I guess, the depths of winter. She had a return victory and then she stepped out a fortnight ago in what was a really strong mobile mile trotting affair where Aldebaran Ravani looked the horse on paper to beat, judging by the times that she'd been churning out. And I guess to make matters worse, she drew inside you as well. So I guess your hand was forced to go back. But she broke 27 her last quarter, ran an unbelievable closing 800 metres. So as you mentioned, I don't think she could have done a great deal more. And I would assume probably she probably exceeded your expectations there. Well, yeah, you know, that's the, when from the draw, I looked at it and, and sort of, you know, it would have been great to sort of head forward and see how good those two mares were together going at each other. But, you know, there comes a time and a place for that. And I just, from barrier 10, it just looked like it was going to be too hard to go up and, you know, not only was out of Baron Ravani there, you also had also like dropped the hammer and that underneath her. So I elected to go back and just try and drive her for the one run. And I was actually excited to drive her for the one run because all the track work at home, when you sit her in, she's, I know it probably sounds silly, she's ran some pretty good quarters in, in front, but she's faster from behind. Um, and I just really wanted to see her do it at the races and, and obviously leading into hopefully an Inter Dominion verse, she needs to be able to have more strings to a bow than just leading and running. You know, that sort of doesn't really hold you in real good stead when you race the, the real good horses. So it was good to get her back. And, um, yeah, like you said, she she did. She sort of didn't surprise me what she'd done, but I was happy to see her do it on the race conditions. Is that her best asset, her speed? Because I think that's what stands a, a good trotter out from a potential grand circuit trotter. If they have that pacing-like speed, which she obviously has, and that instantaneous speed as well, that seems to just be what's going to make her lethal because it would appear that the harder they go, the better she's going to be as well. Yeah, that's right. You know, like, and um, I think her speed, when she drops and flattens out and goes, it's, um, you know, there's no better feeling, really, to be honest. I've been lucky enough to drive some really good paces, but when a really good trotter stretches out like that, it gives you an awesome feel. And, um, yeah, she does. That, that turn of foot that she got is... Um, it's just electric and it's obviously going to hold her in really good stead as the races go on. On Saturday night, you'll come off the 10 metres. You've got horses like Drop the Hammer and Tough Monarch off handicaps behind you, but she is out of the draw. She's only had the one standing start attempt here in Australia. And to be honest, she looks pretty safe and she stepped away really quickly. So that OD tags obviously on her from New Zealand, but after having a few mobile races, sometimes it can send them the other way. How do you think she'll handle the standing start conditions on Saturday? Because you would assume in the big field, uh, there might be a little bit of hanging around. Yeah, it was. Um, it's one of them things I, I sort of I half contemplated uh, ringing up and taking the OD offer because, like you said, the only standing start she had here, she was super. Um, and the standing start tag only come with her from New Zealand, but when I sort of put a bit more thought into it and I spoke to Kerry and, and me and Kerry sat down and had a chat, I actually thought to myself, look, I probably, I knew there was going to be, well, knew there was going to be plenty of noms, so I'd rather be left outside, you know, minding my own business and the way it turned out, there's only four, I think, off the 10 metre strand, so um, it's probably ideal. We've got a little bit of room and um, hopefully we can, with those standing starts, it's all a fair amount of luck there. Hopefully we step and get to somewhere handy enough without sort of running into someone. 
The 3,000 metres on Saturday night is a distance that we don't see used a great deal. But one thing we know is that the Kiwis are generally a little bit more accustomed to these staying trips than our Aussie bred trotters. And just looking at her record in New Zealand, she'd actually never raced over a mile before she came across and she'd raced at 27 and 2600. So I'd imagine you probably can't foresee that being any issue. Yeah, I'd be surprised if it was. Um, You know, she works two miles all the time at home here. I presume she probably did with, with Phil in New Zealand and all the runs in New Zealand were standing starts over the long trip. So I'd be surprised if it worried her. Um, you know, she seems to be sort of pretty good. She's settling really good in her runs, which is, I was very pleased with the last start. She sort of dropped a bit really nice. So, um, yeah, I think that's probably the most impressive thing with her. And you now we've got to remember, and, and this is what I try and keep telling her ownership group, that she's had like 15, 16 starts. You know, we, we've got to be mindful that she's, yeah, she's winning and she's doing a terrific job, but still, race-wise, she's only a baby and we just got to let her find her feet. But, you know, we couldn't be prouder of her at the moment. What are the confidence levels like from yourself and Kerry going into Saturday night? And I guess there's a two-parted question as well whilst we wrap up on Funky Monkey. You mentioned the Inter-Dominion. Is this going to be a good indicator of whether she's going to be in a series like that or is it a case of that you're going to have a go anyway? Oh, look, I think... Um, well, on the rankings that come out yesterday, she's ranked 33rd. So, you know, she's got a, depending on, I think, their only program for two heats. Um, has been a bit of speculation that there'd be three, but you just don't know. Uh, but as of right now, if they run two heats, she's not getting in. So the way we look at it and the way I like to look at it is she, she's good enough. She'll win away there. And if, if she's not, you know, she's not up to it. But I think she's more than up to it. Um, she seems to be really good in herself. And definitely this 3,000-metre race is on the cards for where we want to be in sort of eight weeks' time. So, yeah, no, I couldn't be happier with the way everything's going ahead. And if we make it into the minion, well, that'll just be outstanding. All right, that's race number five on Saturday night's card. Speaking of Inter-Dominion rankings, just having a look uh, at the nominations that filtered through earlier this week, a horse bobbed up that certainly caught my eye by the name of Robin's Playboy. And... You're listed as the nominated driver for this Kiwi Pacer. What can you tell us about this guy? Is that a hint that he's going to be joining your team or have you just been engaged as a driver for his New Zealand connections nice and early? No, he's, um, oh, as of right now, and as long as everything sort of goes along well after the New Zealand Cup, he's um, going to be joining the team. With, um, the Wilson family have been great supporters over the years, sending us Kiwi horses to train. Um, my guy, Mac, and I'm El Diablo, just the couple that have done a really good job at the Metro scene. And um, this horse has sort of been on the cusp of them sending him over now for probably a season and a bit, but he was doing such a good job. And Ross and his son, Chris, did an awesome job with their little team right down south. And they wanted to keep him for a couple of New Zealand Cup sort of carnivals because they might not have another one as good as him. And he's done an outstanding job, but it's just probably got to a stage in New Zealand at the moment where there's not a lot of racing for him. I think between last year's New Zealand Cup and this year's New Zealand Cup, he's had like eight starts, and, and they, they live right down south, and it's hard for him to get him anywhere, so um, I had a good chat to them probably a fortnight ago, and um, yeah, they asked me to nominate him for the Inters, and as of it stands right now, the, the plan is for him to race in the New Zealand, New Zealand Cup and then, then get straight on the plane and, and join our team, which is exciting. Yeah, it certainly is. He's a really, really nice horse and no doubt his performance last time out, you would have watched that with plenty of interest. That was a cracker. Yeah, he's um, he's always sort of done that. He's probably sort of been a forgotten horse, you know. He's raced the best horses in New Zealand 
a lot and his speed is, is unbelievable and he's um he's done a really good job and you know Ross and his whole family done a good job with him and um hopefully he can get through. I think he's in um the classic race this Friday night but once again I think he's drawn I think he's drawn barrier seven or eight and self assured underneath him and it's the stand and you know he's just he's always raced the strongest horses so um hopefully he can um come over to Australia. It's probably a little bit of a rush for him, especially with our heat so we're not, you know, we just got to get him here, make sure, hopefully, make sure he travels good. And, and yeah, hopefully he can, I think he was ranked up in the 33, I think, yesterday. So he's, he's already in. So hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully he travels well and he can get over here. And then we'll sort of get him ready for the carnival in February, March again. All right, we'll keep an eye on him in his lead up and his road to the Cup as well. Quickly before we let you go, Robbie, you've got a few drives tonight at Penrith. None that uh, overly high in the market, but is there one that you can maybe steer our on-the-pace listeners into this morning that you've got a little bit of confidence around this evening? Yeah, I was um, I was actually only having a look this morning, um, morning tea, and there was one there, Money Honey. Uh, she probably couldn't win when On the Buzzer was drawn underneath her, but I see On the Buzzer's been been scratched and she comes from barrier three to barrier two this mare's probably decent enough odds but it's had no luck of late she's been drawing barriers five and six or ten around Penrith and just hasn't been able to get to where she can if she can sort of get to the breeze and and sort of run her own race I think she's probably a, a knockout blow at probably decent enough odds but I don't know what she is but I thought she was racing good enough and with odd and the buzzer out probably makes it a little bit easier for her All right, race six, number three tonight at Penrith. Money, honey, appreciate your time this morning. Robbie, best of luck tonight and over the next few months as well. No worries, thank you. Robbie Morris there this morning. So an exciting time uh, upcoming for the Lucky Lodge team, not only with the likes of Funky Monkey and the Trotters into Dominion, hopefully, but also with Robin's Playboy, a horse... Uh, who is from the deep south of New Zealand, as Robbie alluded to, but looks to be joining the stable ahead of the Inter-Dominion and he'll have that residual staying fitness under his belt from his New Zealand Cup tilt. He was super last time out uh, when he returned to the races and he'll go around at Addington tomorrow night as well. So maybe he's a horse that we can keep an eye on with a look ahead to ID21. That's on the pace for this morning. Best of luck if you're having a flutter at Penrith this evening. The first gets underway at 6.22. Mick Gearan on board tomorrow to find some winners here on Sky Sports Radio just after 10.30.